Welcome back to Your Daily Bible Podcast as we continue reading through the story. Today we are going to be in 2 Kings chapter 17. We're going to read verse 1 through 24. Since it's a rather long piece of scripture, let's jump right in. In the twelfth year of Ahaz, king of Judah, Hosea, son of Elah, became king of Israel in Samaria, and he reigned nine years. He did evil in the eyes of the Lord, but not like the kings of Israel who preceded him. Shalmaneser, king of Assyria, came up to attack Hosea, who had been Shalmaneser's vassal and had paid him tribute. But the king of Assyria discovered that Hosea was a traitor, for he had sent envoys to So, king of Egypt, and he no longer paid tribute to the king of Assyria, as he had done year by year. Therefore, Shalmaneser seized him and put him in prison. The king of Assyria invaded the entire land, marching against Samaria, and laid siege to it for three years. In the ninth year of Hosea, the king of Assyria captured Samaria and deported the Israelites to Assyria. He settled them in Halah, in Gozen, on the harbor river, and in the towns of the Medes. All this took place because the Israelites had sinned against their Lord, their God, who had brought them up out of Egypt from under the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. They worshipped other gods and followed the practices of the nations the Lord had driven out before them, as well as the practices that the kings of Israel had introduced. The Israelites secretly did things against the Lord their God that were not right. From watchtower to fortified city, they built themselves high places in all of their towns. They set up sacred stones and Asherah poles on every high hill and under every spreading tree. At every high place they burned incense, as the nations whom the Lord had driven out before them had done. They did wicked things that aroused the Lord's anger. They worshipped idols, though the Lord had said, You shall not do this. The Lord warned Israel and Judah, through all his prophets and seers, Turn from your evil ways, observe my commands and decrees, in accordance with the entire law that I commanded your ancestors to obey, and that I delivered to you through my servants, the prophets. But they would not listen. They were as stiff-necked as their ancestors, who did not trust in the Lord their God. They rejected his decrees and his covenants that he made with their ancestors, and the statutes that he had warned them to keep. They followed worthless idols, and themselves became worthless. They imitated the nations around them, although the Lord had ordered them, Do not do as they do. They forsook all the commands of the Lord their God and made for themselves two idols cast in the shape of calves and the Asherah pole. They bowed down to all the starry host and they worshipped Baal. They sacrificed their sons and daughters in a fire. They practiced divination and saw omens and sold themselves to the evil in the eyes of the Lord, arousing his anger. So the Lord was very angry with Israel and removed them from his presence. Only the tribe of Judah was left, and even Judah did not keep the commands of the Lord their God. They followed the practices Israel had introduced. Therefore the Lord rejected all of the people of Israel. He inflicted them and gave them into the hands of plunderers, until he thrust them from his presence. When he tore Israel away from the house of David, they made Jeroboam son of Nebat the king. Jeroboam enticed Israel away from following the Lord and caused them to commit a great sin. The Israelites persisted in all the sins of Jeroboam and did not turn away from them until the Lord removed them from his presence 
as he had warned through all of his servants the prophets. So the people of Israel were taken from their homeland into exile in Assyria, where they still are. The king of Assyria brought people from Babylon, Kutha, Ava, Hamath, and Sepharvaim, and settled them in the towns of Samaria to replace the Israelites. They took over Samaria and lived in its towns. Okay, so we have reached the point in the story where the Israelite people, the northern tribes, not the tribe of Judah right now, but all of the other remaining tribes have now been conquered by the Assyrians and carried off into captivity. Now the Assyrians had an interesting way of dealing with peoples. They would carry the men off and resettle them in their own cities, and they would leave the women and children and bring men in from other countries and settle them there. By doing that, they would basically breed away an entire people group. Instead of having these uh, unique people group, they would all become a melting pot, one people group loyal to the Assyrian Empire. This new people group that's born as a result of this in the land is what we know in the New Testament as the Samaritan people, a people made up of the mixing of the Babylonians, Assyrians, and the northern tribes of Israel. Now, repeatedly in this text that we just read, we're reminded of how many times God sent his messengers, the prophets, to warn the people of Israel. This story goes all the way back into God leading his people out of captivity in Egypt. He tells them at the mountain. He tells them repeatedly. He uses his servants Moses and Joshua and the judges and the prophets to tell them and repeatedly warn them of their actions, repeatedly warn them of following after the practices of the Canaanites and the Amorites and the people who dwelt in the land prior to their occupation of it. This wickedness, this sin, this evil that's plagued mankind ever since the garden has now spread so deep in the people Israel that generation after generation after generation are walking in the practices and the ways of the Canaanites and the Amorites, even killing, boiling their own children in sacrifice to their gods. More than 200 years has passed since the founding of this northern kingdom called Israel, and not one time is there a godly king or is there a time where as a nation they return to the Lord and end up following in his ways or in the commands or in the laws that they've been given. They slip further and further and further into their sin, into their wickedness, further and further away from the plan that God had for their life. So ultimately, it says that God removed his presence from them. The only thing that kept them safe, the only thing that set them apart, the only thing that provided them protection from huge empires that surrounded them was the presence of God. Once God removed his presence and his protection from his people, there was absolutely nothing they could do. The Assyrians were far more numerous, far more powerful on paper, and without God's protection, without God 
keeping them safe, there was certainly nothing they could do to fight back. Friends, when we consider stories like this, it's important not just to read the historical account, but to look ourselves in the mirror today, to say to ourselves, is there any area of my life that I'm living in rebellion to God? Any area of sin, any area of wickedness, any area of unbelief that I'm allowing to go unmanaged or unchecked or unrepented from in my life? Because see, here's what happens. It's going to continue to grow. Sin never stays stagnant. It's always looking for more. The devil always wants to take you deeper. So if you have any area, friends, where he may establish a beachhead in your life, he will. But he won't stay there. He'll go deeper and he'll go further. It's what he did with God's people Israel, and it's what he'll do with you. So my encouragement to you, friends, is to look at your life. Consider it. Do the hard work of looking yourself in the mirror and asking the Lord, is there anything in me, God, any area of my life that I need to look at, that I need to change, that I need to repent from? And then, friends, do the work. Cry out to God. Turn away from your sin. Turn towards the Lord. Seek after Him. Abandon and leave behind the things that God says are not good because, friends, if God says it's not good, it's for a reason. He's a good, good Father who loves you and cares about you and only wants what's very best for your life. He's not some kind of miserly or stingy Father who's just trying to withhold good from you. He wants only what is really and right good in your life, and He wants to lead you into His ways, His practices, His blessing. So will we turn away today? from wickedness, from sin, from idolatry? Will we seek after the Lord? Will we learn the lesson from the generations that came before us? Or will we continue to allow our enemy, the devil, to pull us deeper and deeper away? Let's pray. Lord, search me and know me. Know my heart. Know my mind. Know my attitudes. Know my motives. Reveal in me any area God, that's not according to your will or your ways. And lead me, God, into your purpose and plans. In Jesus' name, amen.